Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, Howie Measure Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 7, not a Father's Day, and coincidentally, we're recording this two days after the real Father's Day. So, happy Father's Day to you. Thanks, Jen, and this is Jen. Hey. My podcasting partner and partner for life. That's me. And we apologize for running late on this podcast. We really just wanted to time it for Father's Day. <laughs> to, uh, the weekend before last, Jen went to the beach with a friend for a couple days, and then we had the Father's Day weekend with lots of family stuff and date night and stuff. And then next week I'm going, next weekend I'm going camping, and the weekend after that I'm going camping again. So Busy got, social calendar now that COVID's on its way out. That's correct. And so it's been challenging because... We get nothing productive done on the weekend, so we're squeezing more things in during the week, and that pushes back our podcasting. But we'll try and get back on track. Hopefully. Not a Father's Day. There was a lot of really good jokes and scenes in this episode, but the not a Father's Day stuff with Barney really dragged it down, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think you're right there, like the... Uh, you know, there's a little bit of, like, stuff between Ted and Robin that kind of got annoying to me also. But for the most part, like, the the Marshall and Lily stuff was, for the most part, pretty good. There. There's some stuff I liked and some stuff I didn't with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there were laughs, but it wasn't a perfect episode. The only fun fact I read that I thought was worth mentioning was that this show aired on the 10th of November, which then officially became Not a Father's Day, according to the trivia I read. And then I tried to look up Not a Father's Day, November 10th, yeah. and really it was only referenced to the show. So the Loose definition of official. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure why they put that in there. I mean, I think anybody can add in anything they want to IMDb. No, it does get edited. I mean, somebody checks it before they post it on. You can't just write it in and it appears. I know because I've contributed to IMDb before. What's the opposite of website dropping? (laughs) Why don't we get into the show? Let's do it. We start off in McLaren's Barney's not impressed with the talent there tonight. Some of the gang thinks that there's a gang of good-looking women sitting in a booth, but Barney says no. Those girls are not hot. Lily disagrees. She hated them immediately, which means they are definitely hot. She hated them almost as much as she hated Robin the first time she met Robin, which Robin takes as the compliment it is. Yeah, it was kind of a sweet moment. Oh, <laughs> and then you they hated had... me? <laughs> that was kind of funny. Barney does reference the bar as being like the bar in the cantina scene in Star Wars. Do you get that reference? Do you know what the cantina I scene do. is? I um, I think we've talked about it before on the podcast. We probably have, and I think when we there was a brief snippet of time, I think Tyler was playing Lego Star Wars, and I think the cantina scene's in that also. It's probably one of the most, if not the most famous scene out of the first Star Wars movie that was made, where they go into a bar and there's just an array of aliens there, and mm-hmm. it, I don't have a lot to say about that scene, but it gets referenced a lot in culture. it gets referenced a lot in pop culture. Barney says that they've been fooled by what he calls the cheerleader effect, and then plows ahead to give them the definition of the cheerleader effect, which is when a group of women are together, they look better looking than they do individually, 
and he challenges the group to then look at each one of them individually. And we get a good flash of all of them together. They look great. And then when they pan in on each one individually, they add, you know, a mustache or really and there's like bad the teeth. ominous m- music playing in the background. Right. <laughs> and then at the very end, there's Marshall and Awake. <laughs> I like this because I think it's a real thing. I can see it. I don't want to make any real life references about it, but I feel like I've seen this before. Okay. But as they pan through, the last girl they pan onto, or they close in on, is a Marshall doppelganger. That's what I just said. Oh, I... <laughs> I said the last one is Marshall in a wig. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> and it's strange that there's, with a group so obsessed with doppelgangers that they don't point this out or capture this. I think this is pre-doppelganger. It is, but they do... I mean, a lot of their doppelganger stories... Or flashbacks. Right. So mustache Mar- Marshall Maybe it and... count if it's opposite gender. Lesbian... Was it lesbian? Lesbian Robin. Robin. Stripper Lily. Which we get real time. Oh, that's true. Who's the Ted doppelganger? Oh, the robots the wrestler. wrestlers. Yeah, the wrestler. I like how Marshall goes, I don't know, the last one's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, and Lily agrees. <laughs> yeah, really cute. It's funny. In such a sincere way. Mm-hmm. Barney has a few other names for this. The Bridesmaids Paradox, Sorority Girl Syndrome, Spice Girls Conspiracy, and then he throws shade at Scary Spice, who is coincidentally the one that Bill Cosby blacklisted Eddie Murphy for dumping on 30 Rock. (laughs) It canceled his Oscar. Barney gets a phone call and very calmly says, okay, understood. But the way he says, like he answers it like... With his name, but the way he says it is really weird. Like, Barney Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out that although he's calmly on the phone and only saying a few words and saying, I'll get back to you, or, or great, I'll wait to hear from you, he reveals to the gang that he's going to be a dad. And then he walks it back a little bit that, you know, it's a girl that he hooked up with, but she still has to go to the doctor, but he's pretty confident that, you know, Something slipped past the goalie. It's going all the way. Yeah, he makes a Michael Phelps swimmers reference. Someone's redoing this podcast in 20 years. People are going to be like, should we explain to the kid, the younger generation, who Michael Phelps is? Right. So this turns into a segue for Marshall and Lily's storyline. Barney says, you know, who in their right mind would ever want kids? Marshall and Lily exchange sort of a coy look with each other. Yeah, so now that they're 30 and they're coupled up, they've started to notice babies everywhere. So they're like sitting on their front stoop, and we get like a parade of strollers. So first it's one baby, and then presumably twins, and then triplets, and then a mom walking a dog, and then the dog has like four puppies chasing after it. It's all very cute. We got a good... Oh, come on! <laughs> now, those puppies really should not be off leashes. They should not be. That is true. So Marshall and Lily caught baby fever, and then we get a scene of a flashback with their neighbors, or their neighbor, rather, a woman who's there with a baby. Their lady neighbor hands her baby over to Marshall and starts talking to Lily, and then they just focus on Marshall and the baby together. And Marshall's just playing with the baby, realizes the baby lost a sock. He thinks it's really cute. It's the most adorable thing he's ever seen. And then the mom comes back and takes the baby back, and that's where we cut. 
that night they decided to have a conversation about, you know, if they were ready to have kids. And so Lily's bringing up some valid points, like, you know, could you work fewer hours? And we get all these mushy responses from Marshall, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter, he's so cute, I'm going to eat him up on the first day. Right. Lily asks about money because they're still in debt. Marshall will count the overdue bills on his teeny tiny fingers. Right. And then Marshall's ready to go for it, says, let's have a baby. And they start fooling around. And there's just one problem. As they start fooling around, Robin comes in in her pajamas. Apparently she's living with them right now. (laughs) And she's carrying a tub of ice cream with not a spoon in it, but the ice cream scooper in it. Oh, I didn't notice that. And carrying a beer. (laughs) And then as she sits down, she's pouring the beer into the ice cream. Now, I suppose if there's such a thing as a root beer float, there could be such a thing as a beer float, although I've never tried it. I can't imagine that would taste good. No, I don't think so. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe a... Maybe you get one of those fancy craft beers. No, I was thinking more along the lines of a cider beer. I don't know. I don't drink beer, so I got nothing to contribute. But you drink the cider beer. Well, it's just cider. That's not beer. I think it's, isn't it kind of a beer, a cider beer? I think they're different things, but I'm not an expert on it. I think it's a kind of beer. But at any rate, I think that might be okay. Maybe with some vanilla. Okay. I can see that. I'll allow it. Although, logistically, if you're putting that much liquid into an ice cream carton, it's going to probably start leaking. Yeah, it would. That's true. So. (laughs) Robin needs him to scooch over because she T-bowed the view. (laughs) Doesn't seem to be concerned that they're making out. Yeah, Marshall's visibly annoyed with this and asks how the job search is going, an apartment search. And Robin's got really a great like, response. Yeah, I love Robin's response. You didn't hear? I'm the lead anchor on CNN. I got a penthouse overlooking Central Park made of gold. Get your head out of your ass, Marshall. <laughs> this is the first get your, get your head out of your ass. But I think we get it a few more times in the coming seasons. That sounds right. So. Well, I guess I guess this kind of got skipped over because you know, Robin quit her job in Japan. So I guess when she left for Japan, she gave up her apartment. So now she has no job and nowhere to live. And we kind of have skipped over that the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they never. I don't think they start off by explaining this. No. They're at the bar and Lily's asking Robin if she doesn't mind staying with Ted. She's cooking a special dinner for Marshall. Just a dinner. That's it. Nothing else. Robin agrees. She seems kind of annoyed about it, but... Asked Ted if he won't be as uptight as these idiots about her shooting beer cans on the roof. Yeah. It seems like the kind of joke that could have been cut. I thought it was kind I of I do funny. like the, you know, them complaining that she almost hit them with a bullet. <laughs> right. That was the only funny part of that, but... We get snark from Marshall of, enjoy her, Ted. She's in a real good place. We get Barney in a church praying, and this is very tropey. Yes. In fact, many things within his prayer are very tropey, like... Saying that he's never spoken to God before, but he gets a lot of girls to call out his name during sex. I don't know if I've ever heard you boo at the TV before. <laughs> it's just such a lame, <laughs> obvious joke. <laughs> I, he almost saves it by saying, awesome, after he delivers a line, but no, it's just so tropey. <laughs> and then he's getting ready to promise something to God if he gets him out of this, and then he gets a phone call, and he's not going to be a dad. So we get a good shot of NPH dancing through the street. Oh, before we get to that, as he's as he's on the phone and he hangs up and is sort of celebrating, 
we get a reveal that there were other people sitting around him as he was saying this and praying out loud. Oh, I missed that. Because so everyone turns around to look at him after he says something, after he hangs up the phone to celebrate. Or maybe it was when the phone rang that people were looking around him. So that there's you know the subtle reveal that he's been saying all this with other people. Oh, that's I missed that. That's funny. But yeah, so he dances through the street, ends up at his office, which is now also Marshall's office, and announces to Marshall that he is not going to be a father. And then this starts a sequence of not a Father's Day gags by the show, mm-hmm. led by Barney, and supported by a group of actors that don't say a word. <laughs> I mean, this has got to be no, just a bunch. No, one guy takes the vow. One guy, yeah, the one guy out of a dozen says something. The rest must be just like crew or extras, I don't know. Writers. Horrible background actors. Because <laughs> all their job is to do is smile and nod and... There's something about these back these actors that are his group that really bother me. I see that. At any rate, Barney's telling Marshall that he created now a public holiday, or it should be, called Not a Father's Day. I, I'm not even going to go that deep into this just because it's, it's just all nonsense. Right. It, but, it just comes out of Barney celebrating, finding out he's not going to be a father. Yeah, and then we get... A colleague coming in, I guess he's Marshall's boss, named Nolan, played by the great Dan Loria, who is best known as the dad on The Wonder Years. And I like how he says hello to Barney, and Barney says, Hi, how are the children? And <laughs> laughs. He has a weird laugh. <laughs> yeah. That actually did make me laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, it did with me as well. I don't know why that was funny, it just was. Because <laughs> right. this guy yeah, has no idea why Barney is laughing after he says that, it just makes it funny. And Nolan asks Erickson if he's ready for the big merger. Marshall thinks he's referring to the sex he's going to have with his wife. It's unclear why he thinks his boss would know about this. But he means the meeting with Mr. Lee. Marshall thought that was going to be a breakfast meeting. It's breakfast in China, which means it's going to be tonight. Yeah. And Marshall's got to call Lily and tell her. She gets on the phone. He says, baby, it's breakfast time in China. (laughs) <laughs> Lily's response, yeah, it is. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. Wait, what does that even mean? What would that even mean? I don't know. Hot buns, spicy pork. There's something there. <laughs> yeah. So you and I, Jen and I refer to this quite a bit. I'm not sure what comes up where we refer to it, but every time maybe it's Breakfast, lunchtime or... Chinese food. Yeah. Anything can really trigger it. <laughs> There's something there. <laughs> it comes up a lot. So it turns out Marshall will not be back for their special dinner and date to make a baby. They got a nice little bit where she says, that means you're not going to be home tonight, doesn't it? And he shakes right. his head no, and she, somehow she knows he's doing that. <laughs> and Are you shaking your head no? <laughs> and he nods his head yes. She goes, darn. <laughs> I know. She just like, looks so cute when she says it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so Lily wastes no time. She invites Robin and Ted over to the apartment to discuss. And she tries to hide the conversation behind the word dinner instead of having a baby. They're not getting it, so Lily has to reveal, dinner is a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin's response here is just amazing. Lily, that's horrible. <laughs> now, this is such a great line and such a great <laughs> moment, but when you back off and think about it, why would Robin think <laughs> that Lily might be cooking a baby for dinner? That's why it's so funny. <laughs> it is funny, but it just makes no sense. <laughs> but the line delivery is great. Yeah, because she does it so convincingly. The like she really on her thinks. 
So this turns into a scene where Lily pits Robin and Ted against each other as being against and pro-baby, respectively. Right. She thinks that she can use the two of them to figure out if they're ready for a baby. And the whole time, she's just chugging wine. Yeah, we don't notice it as it's happening. So the rest of the scene, she's sipping from a glass of wine, but it's very subtle. But at one point, I see her refilling it, I notice. And she's emptying the bottle into a glass as she refills it. Mm -hmm. Billy flashes back to the rest of that scene with the neighbor coming over. And really, it's just her complaining about all the troubles and challenges she's having as being a mother. What were some of the things she brought up? Lack of sleep. Yeah, that, you know, she's not talking to her husband outside of, it's your turn to change him and make him shut up. Uh, She hasn't gotten laid in seven months. Sleep deprivation. She's always crying. But, you know, as moms do, she immediately then feels the need to not complain and just, you know, smother the baby with love. And, you know, it's, a, it's very hard sometimes, I feel like, for moms to, to feel like we can complain. Yeah, this is, a re- this is a really difficult, true thing. And we play it for laughs a little bit here, but... Right. Yeah, postpartum depression and... And just the shock of, yeah, introducing a baby into your life is... It's a big change. And the stress of knowing you have to keep it alive. <laughs> right. Even when there's a self-destruct button. Yeah, there's little things that can ha- that are scary about having a baby that you really don't have much control over, like SARS and... SARS? I mean, not SARS. Um, SIDS. SIDS, thank you. Like SIDS, where, you know, as careful as you can be, just things can happen. It's very scary. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Um, our kid is seven and a half, and I still make sure he's breathing every night before I go to bed. Because, because, because for some reason, there's just like this 20-minute period when they first fall asleep that it's most likely to happen that they're going to have SIDS. Is that still a thing at age seven? I don't think... It's uh, not. No. It's just so ingrained in my head that if I tried to go to sleep without checking on him first, I would not be able to do it. Hmm. Like, I have to. I noticed you do, but I thought it was just kind of like a one more good night thing. I mean, it's turned into that too but that's what it started from was that like I'm not gonna be able to sleep unless I know he's okay it started as a baby and now it just never went away Lily's worried about becoming like Charlotte or you and I wasn't that bad no you weren't and her husband works at home I mean he's a pot dealer but he's a very involved (laughs) parent that's a good line yes and that makes a big difference like I think for parents that, you know, their their spouse is not as involved, it's a lot harder to adjust to being a parent. So. Mm-hmm. so here we start to get the back and forth with Robin and Ted. Robin thinks, of course, it's natural for Ted to be pro-kid because he's basically a dad already. Right. He tells stupid jokes. He lectures them. <laughs> we get a flashback to a scene of Ted... Barney and Robin, where apparently Barney and Robin broke his ship in a bottle. And he's not angry. He's just disappointed. Mm-hmm. There's, we get to the end of a bad joke of his where the punchline shredded tweet. And I was like, was Twitter around back then? <laughs> it's so become a part of our lexicon. Right. He does the thing dads do with waitresses where they introduce themselves. I used to do that. I think I probably did that until I saw it on this show. I was like, oh, I shouldn't do that anymore. Did you really? 
Maybe not around you, but <laughs> there was a time. You, I feel you introduce yourself to bartenders a lot. Yeah, because if you can start calling them by name, you do better than the other people that are trying to say, hey, hey, excuse me, bartender. Right. So you have a strategy, and so yeah. it's not necessarily a dad thing. It's them hearing their name makes them turn thing. towards your name. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. I think they go hand in hand. <laughs> As these scenes are going on, Lily's getting progressively more intoxicated with each cutback that they have to her. <laughs> As she's pouring on Ted a little more about him being such a dad, Ted goes, I do not appreciate that tone, young lady. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. I'm not going to go over this next scene of Larrabee and Finkelstein uh, at the office with Barney and all the not a Father's Day right. gifts they got for him because this starts, you know, the, the nodding <laughs> and smiling <laughs> Along with what Barney's saying without adding anything to the actual scene. Right. No, the only thing that I'll say is he references notafathersday.com, which does exist. Yes. Okay. We get back to the fight between Robin and, I'm sorry, the debate between Robin and Ted. Lily starts it off by saying Robin's winning. Ted should go negative. It's only chance. Right. And Ted says that all he has to say about Robin is three words, scared of babies. And so we get a nice little montage of Robin interacting with babies. So Ted took her to meet his cousin and her kid. The cousin tries to hand the kid to Robin. Robin just immediately hands it over to Ted. Then I wonder if that was the cousin that had like six babies or something. I was trying to tell it looked like a different cousin, or at least a different actress. Well, no, you were thinking of the cousin on When Lily Stole Christmas mm-hmm. that had the relig- that had all the religious kids. Mm-hmm. But you thought that was the one that had, like, six kids or five yeah. or six kids? Okay. I didn't realize that those were the same ones, that that, that was the, the cousin with all the kids. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of kids at that dinner. Yeah, there were, like, three, maybe four. So that would make sense. Right. And then we get a flash to a baby shower that, for some reason, Robin attended for one of Lily's friends. And Robin's just holding her hand out in front of a baby's face. Like it, like it would be a dog <laughs> trying to let it sniff her. She doesn't want to get bitten. And this baby has the most adorable look on its face. Yeah, it's very cute. We had to rewind it. It was so cute. And then <laughs> we get a scene of Robin and Ted watching TV, and Robin just runs out of the she room screams, screaming. Yeah. And it's the talking baby commercial. <laughs> I remember those commercials. There's, In fact, I think they went on for years. I didn't remember that that was a real thing until I was reading the trivia and it mentioned it was like E-Trade or something. Yeah. I had forgotten those were an actual thing. But Ted points out this is not going to be a problem for Lily because she likes kids and kids like her. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Lily again being cute. Yes, I'm lovable, pretty, and wise, but is it enough? So Robin takes a different tack. You know, is, is she ready to put herself on hold to take care of a baby? What about you know, grad school or teaching art at the college level? Like what which, else? which are things we've never heard <laughs> Lily mentioned before. Or since. Um, but Robin, Robin wants to make sure that Lily doesn't have anything else she wants to really do before she starts focusing it on having kids. And Lily actually comes out with sort of a counter-argument <laughs> of sock. <laughs> you get a lot of sock. Sock! Right. So, again, Lily's drunk. She found I like the way they cute. say sock. Yeah, it's this. very cute. And there's, like, little cutesy, like, baby music as they're saying it, too. Yeah, and Lily's like, I'm having a baby. Robin says, what, what about everything I said? But sock. And that Marshall works all the time? But sock. 
<laughs> what about Lily, Project Lily? Little fishies on it. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow the baby socks hypnotize people in this episode. Right. And then we get Ted with a bad dad joke. I guess that was the sock out punch, eh, Robin? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. That, we don't get to count those as worse jokes because no. it's supposed to be bad, bad right. dad jokes. Exactly. And so here's where Robin brings up a valid point that <laughs> babies come with soft spots, and if there's going to be a self-destruct button, they should at least hide it somewhere it won't accidentally get pressed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. <laughs> they have giant eyes. Yes. And the soft spot is terrifying as a new parent. Then they look around, Lily's not there. Yes. They realize that all of the wine is gone, neither of them had any, so Lily's. So she's had at least bottle one of bottle of wine. But that's not all. Marshall's at work. And his, Nolan's coming again to run, or no, he runs into Nolan in the hallway who says, you know, it's time for the meeting with Mr. Lee. He's kind of going back and forth on scaring him and encouraging him. <laughs> right. And Marshall goes into his office, Lily's lying on his desk. With the wine bottle. Yes. And she leans back at some point. She's in, she's in a negligee. And she leans back at some point, and I swear, you can see the tiniest bit of nipple come out the top. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, just the very top of the areola coming out of the top. I looked at it. I went back several times to make sure I saw what I saw. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't share that with me. We'll look at it after this. You can tell me whether or not you agree. Okay. So, Lily's ready for Marshall to put a baby in her. Yeah, I'm not, and these are the scenes I don't love as much. She's not bad drunk acting, it's just over-the-top stuff to make her look like a baby. Right, exactly. There's some, you know, his windows are open, the shades on his window are open, some guys in the other building are waving at her, she's waving back. Then we get Robin and Ted in a taxi. And as they discuss the problems with having kids, there's... Two scenes going on in parallel that create a mirror between a baby and Lily. Right. So Robin's pointing out all the issues with kids, and then we get Lily's behavior reflecting what Robin's complaining about. They sip on their stupid bottles, and we get Lily drinking from another bottle of wine and Marshall (laughs) having to take it away from her. They cry. Lily cries when he takes the bottle. They spit up. (laughs) Lily pukes into the garbage can. I like how... Ted calls Robin's stance on kids psycho, and she says, you're, you're, I'm psycho. Whenever you hear the word kid, you get two little lactation stains on your shirt. Mm, I didn't love that. I, I really love that. And yeah, they get so a little mean towards each yeah, other. Yeah, I don't like this scene between the two of them. Yeah, they're getting really nasty with each other. You know, Ted's calling her Seems an unnecessary. Queen. Yeah. Any baby nursing from you would get brain freeze. While this is going on, Barney's inducting a bunch of bros who, except for one, have no lines into his Not a Father's Day club. And so all this is Robin is pointing out that there are plenty of normal people who don't want to have kids. And then we get this debacle. And the timing works out so Ted can say you're in good company there and point out all the doofuses that are with Barney. Right. And so then, again, there's more nastiness between the two of them. You know, she's going to go look for Lily in the bathroom. She's going to grab Ted a tampon. Ted. I don't see. I I just don't know what all this back and forth with them is. I guess it's to highlight some of the scenes with Lily. But the way it gets so nasty, 
I'm not sure what they're setting this up for. I don't really. know either, because then it, it turns out like, oh, we're going to move in together. Like, it makes no sense. It's just like... Now, they will start hooking up together in a few episodes from now, but... Right. This is this is a strange beat that they're yeah. taking from No, I, I didn't. I didn't care for it. And so, yeah, they're just... Yeah, they're going back and forth. Robin decides she's going to stay somewhere else. Clearly, they're not getting along. We go back to Marshall's work. He's starting his presentation, and then Lily goes flying by on a rolly chair with a fire extinguisher. It's kind of a good visual, <laughs> yeah. humorous scene. Yeah, because the way it's set up, only Marshall can see her. And then we find out Mr. Lee as well, but none of the people that Marshall work with can see what's going on. And he's the one presenting, so he's getting very distracted. Yeah, and Marshall keeps seeing her walk through the hallway, and she's trying to seduce him. Yeah, at one point she dances through... Did you already say Mr. Lee's line? No. So he, um, yeah, Marshall's trying to save the presentation, and it's just, you know, he excuses himself, and then we get Mr. Lee. Did anybody else see the drunk chick? The way the, the room's set up is really weird, because so that nobody else can see what's going on outside the window, but Marshall, everyone's facing, like, away from the window, except for some of them aren't even facing the screen where Mr. Lee is on. Hmm. Although maybe they're, maybe that's where the presentation Marshall's giving. It just, they really have to make it unrealistic of how a business meeting would go <laughs> to make this work for Marshall to be the only one that sees her. But anyways, that's just a small nitpick. Mm-hmm. This is what we do, people. <laughs> we get back to the bar. It's more Barney and the Silent Morons. You really hate that. <laughs> I really hate these guys. It just—it's so stupid. <laughs> like, I don't know. They could have given them something to do. There's a pretty good payoff that's coming up with it, but we're not there yet. So yeah, so that's kind of going on in the background, and then Robin comes back from the bathroom, and Ted says that her phone rang. Um, turns out Marshall has Lily, and everything's fine. But then when Ted was putting her phone back, he found something in her bag. Why is he answering her cell phone? It's unclear. Maybe he saw on the screen that it was Marshall. Yeah, that's possible. But uh, it's just an excuse for him to find what he finds in her bag. And I like her response to him finding something in her bag. <laughs> I have a permit for that. And the other thing's a gift. <laughs> right. But, nope, it was Jeremy's sock. And Robin denies it. I uh, you know, must have fallen in. Lily put it in there. But then she admits, it's just so cute. Sock. sock. <laughs> so they kind of make up with each other a little bit, you know. Robin's been going through a tough time. Ted's, you know, also had a rough few months. Um, he offers a spare room for her to move in, and she agrees. She thinks it's only going to be a week or two. I don't know how long she actually ends up living there, but it's it more than like a week it's or two. at least a few months. I don't even remember how she ends up moving out. I think when she starts dating Dawn, is that when she moves out? Which might be a while from now, because I think she sells to date Barney. So did she move out and move back wow, in? Wow, she been with... I can't believe she was there that long. Right. I, yeah, I can't remember either. I'm trying to think. I don't think she had her own place. I remember he walks into her room and it's just empty. Right. But yeah, I mean, but he's, she still has to have the whole relationship with Barney. They break up. And then she starts dating Don and then agrees to move in with him. And that's when that happens. Okay. So, not one or two weeks. We're back at Marshall's office, and... He's carrying Lily in. She's 
still drunk. Yeah, she wants to go dancing or rob a liquor store. Mm -hmm. Marshall's getting frustrated, but then comes up with a brilliant plan. Yeah, he complains that she always falls asleep whenever they decide to go out together and she's drunk. Right. So that's his solution. He calls a cab and she immediately passes out. Uh, Then we're back to Barney. (laughs) Going on pontificating about not a Father's Day and... Uh, and Ted, Ted is you. Yeah. Ted points <laughs> out that his crew is just a bunch of losers. And Barney thinks they're a group of pretty good bros. Then Ted points out this is actually the cheerleader effect. Look at them one by one. And the same thing. Mm-hmm. Each one of them has, uh, similar to the girls in the booth, each guy has a, an aesthetic defect in his appearance. And the last one is Marshall, <laughs> another Marshall doppelganger with a giant forehead and sucking a lollipop with a cape on. It's, it's a look. <laughs> Ted and Barney leave the bar, leaving Barney alone, and Ted Barney and finds... Ted and Robin leave the bar, leaving Barney alone, and then Barney finds Sock. <laughs> <laughs> then the next morning, we're at Marshall and Lily's apartment. Lily's made chocolate chip pancakes to apologize for being a drunk idiot. And there is also some wish I hadn't puked on your shirt bacon. They ultimately decide that they're not ready to have kids. Right, yeah. Last night was too much for Marshall. It's going to be too much for him to work the way he's working right now and have a baby. But, you know, they'll get there eventually, they decide. So Lily offers to go have completely protected sex. Marshall agrees, and she asks if he wants to finish his bacon first, (laughs) which is cute. And he loves her for it. Right. Is there no fallout from him walking out on the super important meeting, I wonder? Uh, Apparently not. This is never mentioned again. Right. And then we get the end scene, which is Barney singing Cats in the Cradle, holding the sock at a karaoke bar for some reason. So the sock really has a strong impact on everyone. Okay. Where do you think I ranked this? Oh, see, I thought it was going to be kind of high because we had some good jokes, but the way you really, really hated that one storyline, I feel like it's going to really drag it down. I'm going to say 45. No, worse, 66. Mm, okay. Yeah, the, the Barney stuff was like 40% of the, the episode. See, I thought the dinner is a baby and breakfast time in China made a, might have bumped it up a few notches. There was a couple just really good jokes in this, but <laughs> it's not an episode I like to rewatch. Which is always a killer for the ranking. Mm-hmm. My favorite joke is, I think the whole breakfast in China exchange, close second of get your head out of your ass, Marshall. <laughs> yeah, so those, um, I'm going to say get your head out of your ass was my third. I'd say the whole dinner's a baby, Lily, that's horrible, has to be the first. And then my second was the breakfast time in China. <laughs> my least favorite... <laughs> Well, just all the Father's Day scenes, not a Father's Day scenes. Yeah, my least favorite was Ted and Robin griping at each other where she says she's going to get him a tampon while she's in the bathroom and then he makes a comment about her shaking off at the urinal. I kind of liked those. Not, I, I didn't like them, but I thought they were at least a little bit clever. I didn't, yeah, I didn't like it. It was too snarky and mean and didn't make sense in this episode for these two. Yeah, agreed. If there was one single line I liked the least, I think it was the Barney with God saying that I make a lot of girls <laughs> scream your name. Again, never heard you boo at the TV before. <laughs> no, I've done it a few times. 
Our next episode is Woo. Robin becomes a Woo girl, and Barty wants Sven to design GMB's <laughs> new building instead of Ted. It's just called Woo? It's not Woo Girls? It's just Woo. Oh, okay. We do have an email from Danielle for this episode. Danielle, our favorite listener and most... Loyal correspondent. Writes, hey guys, strong start. I love when you guys talk about fun facts and trivia. I also like when you guys explain references because listening to you guys, quite a few went over my head. Good. Oh, good. So somebody's benefiting yeah. from us <laughs> trying <laughs> from to poorly explain age. things. I don't have a lot to say. But how did that girl get Barney's number? Eh, fair. But he does seem to have, Barney does seem to have. He does have some repeats from time to time. Yeah, because remember when he was uh, calling, getting booty calls just from a text. Right. So, yeah, I guess occasionally he shares his number. She goes on, also, baby shoes and socks are so cute, of course. Yep. Anytime I'm in a shoe store, I look at them. Uh-oh. <laughs> they are really cute. The worst joke was when the cheerleaders were comically ugly except for Marshall. That was funny. The best joke, Marshall shaking his head over the phone. It's so stupid, but I didn't expect Lily to react the way she did. <laughs> Love you. Love you too, Danielle. Thanks, Danielle. Prolific. That was the word I'm looking for. Ah, yes. Our most prolific contributor. And for Danielle, I will give you one more fun fact. So the original title of this episode was Jeremy Sock. I feel like after that Pearl Jam song and video, you can't <laughs> name anything after Jeremy anymore. Oh, interesting. Where can folks find us and write to us? You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com, on Twitter at RunkleRecaps, on Instagram, underscore how I met your podcast, underscore. And you can email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Thank you, Jen. Well, everyone. It is dinner time in Maryland, so we must go now. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>